Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 374 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and her road raging anger today. <laughs> I'm getting angry and just all roiled up just talking about it. Good grief. Before we start, just know that this episode is made possible by Solaray Vitamins. You know, you know you want to support your wellness goals no matter where you are in your journey. So please, Solaray. And for women out there, multiple vitamins. You know you're not getting enough vitamins. So the Solaray vitamins, just hop on over to Solaray. That's S-O-L-A-R-A-Y dot com to learn more. And here's your first little reminder. Hop on over to iTunes after this episode. Rate and review the show because we'd love to hear from you. All right, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about Her. So raise your hand out there in the Her podcast land if you've had some kind of road rage incident occur in your life. You ever see people just kind of going at it in the middle of the street or uh, whatever? Um, it's becoming more and more common. What's up with that? So we have our go-to journalist, the writer of the Bonds on Relationship column for the Wall Street Journal here to help us understand this because she wrote a bang-up column this is Elizabeth Bernstein, of course, our fabulous writer of all wild and crazy things out there. We were just talking earlier. There's so much grist for her mill with more problems that we can shake a finger at. So today it'll be all about road rage. Elizabeth, welcome back to the Herb Podcast. Thanks for having me back. All right, let's get to that column you wrote. This column I, is just absolutely one of my favorites, which says something since they're all my favorites from you. But this one is, is, is entitled, Are We All Road Ragers Now? Why Driving is Making Us Angry. Tell us what happened to you when you were stopped at a red light. Oh, this is a good story. I was stopped at a red light. I live in Miami, so I was in Miami, stopped at a red light for maybe about a minute, a full minute or two. Um, there were a number of cars, let's say five or six, on either side of me and in front of me. At this light, all of us stopped, and I'm singing along to the radio, and all of a sudden, a big SUV just slams into me from behind. And I, I didn't see it coming. I wasn't looking in my rearview mirror, and I was fully stopped. So I, get, I, I, I you know, pull over. Uh, they do, too. And so does the truck in front of me. And we all pull to the side. I get out. I turn to talk to the man who hit me and say, hey, you know, what happened? I couldn't believe you didn't see me. And he just storms past me. And he starts screaming at two women who jumped out of this truck in front of me that had been parked in front of me at this light. And all of them start screaming obscenities at each other. So I was literally caught in the middle of a road rage incident that must have been coming, you know, going on for a little bit before we all ended up at this light and in this problem. And so I jumped back in my car and called the police. And these people just kept screaming. They were screaming when the police got there. Oh, my God. I mean, <laughs> it was very frightening. It was it's actually terrifying. It, it, it really is, because all someone has to do is whip out a gun 
or a knife. Um, and then it could really get ugly and, uh, or beating the hell out of somebody right in front of you. I mean, my gosh, it's, I mean, it's just so strange. Was that the first time you've ever had anything like that happen to you? Well, you know, down here in Florida, people scream a lot on the roads. The driving, I think, is pretty bad. You know, so I've seen road rage incidents. I've had people, you know, scream at me or just aggressively tailgate, do all sorts of things. You see it. It happens to you. But I had never. I mean, I was fully stopped at this light and just slammed into it. It was not a tap. It wasn't a fender bender. It did severe damage to my car. And I couldn't believe that not only did the driver talk to me, that they were just screaming at each other, like how bad this was. And, and you're right. I mean, I was shaking when I got back in my car because I thought like, it is a matter of time before somebody tries to kill somebody else here because these people have gone nuts. Wow. I mean, I, I would have been terrified, honestly, um, because that's just so um, absolutely, you know, out of the what I would consider to be a norm. So you quote um, a neuroscientist, um, Alex Korb, uh, who said, we're already stretched to the breaking point, clearly with COVID, the economy tanking, God knows what else is, you know, we got a war going on in Europe and, and all of this. And then someone else's driving becomes the last straw. So that that I thought really kind of did it. It's like maybe we're just all perched on the ledge and all you needed was just like a quick little flick of a finger and boom, you're 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 flying into rage. Is that kind of what where you were going with that? Exactly. You know, the world's a mess right now. We we've had several years of extreme stress and worry. And now when we get behind the wheel, we're usually in a hurry. We're just trying to get wherever we're going. There is always traffic. There's always some annoying person around you. So this does put us on even more on it. You know, we were on the edge. Now we're really hanging over the edge. And if someone else has bad driving, so if they uh, sort of violate what we think is a norm or, as, uh, or something that is correct and fair, that, that really offends us. And so then now we've got this heightened, like we're irritated and offended. And another thing that happens in road rage is we don't see each other's faces that much. And so that lowers our empathy. We have more empathy when we see somebody's face. So everybody's just driving around. They're already on the edge and, and now irritating each other. They're just kicking each other off the edge that way. Okay. So what are the statistics here? I mean, did all of a sudden this start happening in like 2020? Um, uh, is this something that's been kind of going along? Is this, uh, you know, month over month now, year over year, turning into a thing? What, what kind of numbers are out there? It's been ramping up fairly uh, steadily, and it really did get worse during uh, 2020, when the, the the last year that we really have all the statistics, 2020. Now, the uh, National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, that's a mouthful, but they track this. They, they have lag time. They very carefully work with the states to go over the state's numbers to make sure that everything that a police officer on the ground coded as road rage was. Sometimes they don't put down road rage when it 
was. They didn't realize, you know, so they go over, pour over and over the statistics and they haven't finalized the statistics really. Um, so they're very, very cautious about this, but the, the trend is absolutely that it's been going up for quite some time. And then it really took off during uh, 2020. And I imagine that it's still raging out there. And, and this just isn't only from the government. This is, you know, it, it, big insurance uh, organizations, umbrella organizations are seeing this. States are seeing this. Uh, police chiefs are seeing this. This is across the board. Everybody I asked said this is a major problem. It, it's been getting bad for a long time and it got much worse during the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, you were, you were quoting like in 2019, the number of fatalities associated with the road rage thing was about 500. And then, you know, it was up to 600, well, over 600, 660 by 2020. God knows what it is now. Um, and uh, it's, it's interesting that we're seeing this, I mean, even 500 people, you know, across the country killed during a road rage. I mean, that's crazy. All right. So anger on the road is on the rise. Why? You know, we just had so much stress for years. So and we've, we've really been just, again, just living with sort of burnt fuses. We're, we're so exhausted. We're frustrated. Why can't this world just right its orbit here? Why can't we just get back on track? Why can't everyone else behave? Of course, I'm always behaving. No one else ever behaves. That's the way we all feel. Um, so, and again, when we feel that all the time across the board in our lives, and we get on the road behind this big vehicle that we don't often stop to think uh, that it's a, it can be a weapon. The way we drive it is, can be very dangerous. Uh, so uh, when we, we are already angry and we're zooming down the road and we are on uh, late for wherever we're going and there's traffic, it's, it's just, it, it is just like dynamite underneath us. Okay, so we've got this underlying anger and this stress that's building up um, and we're calling this road rage. People are just tired of just about everything now. So what do you do with all of this pent up anger? What, what, what do the experts say? Um, you know, it's, you've, you've got to have some way to be able to show resilience in the face of all of this emotional release. So what's, what, what are some steps you can take to be able to kind of take that deep breath and then what? Well, a number of the steps are before we even get in the car. You know, so we want to sort of try to do things that calm us down in our lives and deal with the anger in our lives. You can meditate. You know, we can do yoga. We can, you know, maybe don't get in the car when you're hungry. How <laughs> about have something good to eat? Uh, and by good, I mean <laughs> healthy. Right. Like, don't be zooming around the roads, you know, hangry. That's an issue. Um, but you can do these things to try to get a handle on moderating yourself and your reaction activity before you get in the uh, behind the wheel. So that's one thing. Uh, and give yourself enough time to get wherever you're going. We can plan right now on traffic, just 
you know, you, it's a given, it's a given that someone's going to upset you on the road. Just if you live that way, you can plan ahead and give myself a little extra time. Um, but also, uh, neuroscientists say that this is a very good emotion regulation tool. It's to make something called an if then plan. Uh, they also call it an implementation intention. So it's an if then plan. So you think ahead. If something happens, then I'm going to do X. So if another driver cuts me off, then I'm going to take a deep breath and just let them drive on. So we, if you make that plan in advance, research shows that creating that kind of plan that's very specific and you have a specific action that you're going to do if something happens to you, you're more likely to follow through and actually behave that way. So an if-then plan, if X happens, I'm going to do Y is super helpful. I love it. And then there's a that that mantra you bring up, which I love, stay calm and carry on, um, which I, makes me laugh, but I, it kind of works. I mean, it sounds a bit corny um, and cliched, but it, it it's kind of cool. It, you know, it rhymes and all that silliness, but um, yeah, and mantras know. work. You know, there's a lot of research that shows they work. If you know, if it helps you to calm down, say it in your head in a British accent. I, I can't do it, <laughs> but keep calm and carry on. You know, or whatever. Keep calm. Eat dark chocolate. Whatever it is, but a mantras help. And I have written about them in the past. But a mantra that you can pull right out of your pocket in a certain situation on the spur of the moment really helps. I love it, and you know, I'm gonna say. That when Disney did Frozen, they did us all a huge favor with the damn song, Let It Go. Um, and, <laughs> and you quoted some lady who literally just sings it at the top of her lungs when, you know, when she's confronted with craziness going on. You know, let it go, let it, you know, I, I just, I don't know, I can... I mean, can't you, Elizabeth, just visualize that going on in somebody's car? Oh, my God. Exactly. You're just trying to do it. That woman in particular I interviewed has small children. So she's also trying to, she said, told me, teach her children how to behave well. But all they do is roll their eyes and say, Mom. Um, so I, but let it go. Yes. Because we, look, that may sound nutty, but it's so much more sane than just, you know, driving around screaming obscenities at people. <laughs> I know. You know, you know what I say? Um, I came up with um, uh, an adage that was uh, one of my best friend's adages, so I put it into um, my book, Fit to Live. And that, and, and it, to me, I, I never you know, let, it, let that one go in my mind. And here it is. It's called body dollars, right? So you get a, an allowance every day. This is all you get. You know, X number of body dollars. Do you want to waste them all with one really road-raged fight and blow them all off, leaving yourself literally nothing to be able to use as fuel and a foundation for the rest of the day? Nah. What I think of is I go, uh-oh, back to the allowance thing. Do I really want to waste my energy and my precious body dollars? I'd rather spend them on a 5K run later on. I'd rather spend them on, you know, really being there for a friend over coffee in another hour. I don't want to spend them doing that. So I love that whole thing. And uh, yeah, that's the, fantastic. Is, isn't that a cool way to look at it? It's like, how do you want to spend yeah. yourself? You know, as a doctor, I have to say 
that what what my wonderful friend Naomi had taught me once with that uh, body dollars was so valuable because really in essence that's actually what's happening at the cellular level you've got only so much energy here to spend psychic um as well as i mean just brain psychic and also physical so do you really want to get that right think about how you felt when you were part of that whole thing how'd you feel the rest of the day elizabeth when you were sandwiched in between two cars that were obviously not happy with each other no, terrible. I mean, I've been terrified, but also outraged. How dare you? You hit me. You didn't even say you're sorry. You didn't, he didn't even look at me. Nobody looked at me the whole time, only in the police officer when he arrived. So, you know, you go over and over and over that. It's terrible. It's a huge waste of, of our, you know, mental and physical resources. Yeah. And, and you, the rest of your day is, is spoiled. Do you really want to do that? So instead of knee jerking into, you know, wanting to beat the hell out of someone, um, you, you, you kind of draw back. So this goes back to that whole issue of the if then plan um, from the neuroscientist um, that you quoted who studies emotional regulation. Um, and so what he does uh, is easy says, if another driver cuts me off, then I'll take a deep breath and let them go. And then research shows that creating a plan that links a specific situation to a specific action makes it more likely you'll follow through with it, which really works. Um, I'm, I'm one of the, you know, I'm of his, you know, camp, and that is the deep breath camp, because you know why? Uh, you know, you're gonna laugh um, in a tragic way. It's because people are crazy now, and they're gonna whip out a gun and they're gonna, you know, a knife or, I mean, I, you can't help it. You look on social media, you open up USA Today and there's these pictures and videos and you're like, oh my God, did he really do that? Or did she do that? And if people are capable of doing that, honey, I'm just gonna take a deep breath and let them go. I do not want to find out that the person that I want to mix it up with has got a gun and that may be the end of me. Isn't that strange to have to say that in this day and age? It's really strange, but it's very, very important to remind us ourselves of, you know, the, the psychologists and the neuroscientists explained to me when I was researching this article that there's a reason why we do road rage and it's because it does make us feel better in the moment we get to get out our aggression we get out our stress it's like a release valve for this and also when, when someone makes us mad on the road and then we respond with some kind of road rage or aggressive driving for briefly for seconds we feel like we're a little bit in control i slam on my horn i'm in control boy i really told him the problem is that other person uh, could be armed my dad used to tell me my dad was, was a physician uh, he used to say always assume that everybody else on the road is drunk and armed and and he wasn't trying to just you know blow things out of proportion he was trying from the time i was a teenager on to to have me be defensive on the road he said you have to be a defensive driver and i think that's what we have to remember Remember, everybody else out there, we're all on the edge, but everybody else is too. And you don't know what kind of day they're having, and you don't know how close they are to snapping, and you don't know what weapon they have when they snap. Uh, so to, to remind yourself of that, I better just you know stay in my lane, literally and figuratively, is um, a very good strategy. 
I love it. And then you have another um, professor of communication um, who studies aggression and, you know, said, look, you know, if you do start feeling angry because someone did something stupid, um, he offered some interesting ideas about what to do with that. And that is you really need, I mean, the, the, the holy grail here is to reduce your arousal. And so he's got a couple thoughts here, right? Like taking those deep breaths, counting to 10. I mean, what are the, which ones of those do you like? Well, I like, like he, his whole thing again is to you know, reduce your arousal, calm yourself down as fast as you can, take these deep breaths, count to 10, distract yourself. You know, you could think about something pleasant. Like I'll, I often think of my niece who's now 11 and, you know, the cutest thing around. Um, so, and always coming out with something fabulous or funny out of her mouth. So, you know, I think of her oh, and I want to calm down, but you could distance yourself psychologically. This is a trick. And I really love this one. You can distance yourself psychologically. You can do this by talking to yourself in the third person. Uh, so instead of, um, you know, oh, that idiot, talk to yourself, talk to yourself and then use your name, Elizabeth, just let that jerk go. You know what, Elizabeth, life's too short to get in a fight with these people. Um, Elizabeth, this guy might be armed, you know, don't look at him. <laughs> so uh, this using your own name, talking to yourself in the third person is a way to distance yourself from the actual emotions you're having. And it does help you calm down. And, and I love it. Studies show that people, people who do this uh, perform better under stress. Oh, really? Huh. Well, that's interesting. So it's a really a tried and true thing. It's not something, you know, some therapist somewhere thought up. It's a, it's a study thing. Distance yourself psychologically. I love it. I love it. So you third person yourself, basically. Um, exactly. And, and you're just talking to yourself. I, I just think all of these things are so terribly important. People also forget, hello, I'm going to do that little doctorly thing again, Elizabeth. And that is that, you know, when you start getting all riled up, blood pressure goes up, heart rate goes up, respiratory rate goes up. All of these things, no, this is not healthy for you. Um, it, just, just no reason to have to have toxic stress do that to your body because that increases inflammation throughout your body. And then guess what, right? you're more vulnerable to infection, to disease. So it's super important to, like I said before, hold on to those body dollars. Um, because at the end of the day, you need to spend them doing things um, that will be promoting health, not eroding and destroying health. You know, anger is just not where it's at. It just isn't, even though things are pretty nutty. I was just thinking I had driven this morning and I'm in a major urban area, and uh, uh, it's just, oh my gosh, the crazy things people do. Do you know that you're supposed to, you know, indicate you want to go right or left? You know, flick that little thing. Nobody does it. They just magically appear in your lane, and you were supposed to have ESP and figure that part out, and they almost, you know, clipped your your car while they were doing that. And you're like, you know, seriously, but I just take deep breaths. I've gotten to that point in life where, you know, it just is not worth it. Not with what I've seen, interestingly. So what did you learn by 
you know, what was the takeaway for you personally, Elizabeth, when you were doing research for this article? I wanted to do this article because of that experience I had where I was caught literally in the middle of someone else's road rage incident to other people. Um, So I thought, what is going on out there and how should we behave? Like, why are we so angry and and how should we behave? But uh, in doing the story and realizing how prevalent this behavior is and and, um, talking to the experts who really are working very hard to try to get a handle on it and explaining how much it's risen, uh, it made me, A, drive a little less, (laughs) but uh, B, really work harder to be calm on the road and to not uh, react or to not, um, to, to, to try to get out of the way when someone else is reacting. I'm not really a road rager, but it, to, to get out of the way, to not, I used to hold my lane a little more. Somebody's tailgating me, well, I'll show you. I'm going to stay and drive right in this lane, and I don't care if you're losing it behind me. Now I get out of that person's way a little more. So um, it, 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 to try to do that, to, to realize that, and also I, I really realized everybody's hurting out there. There's, there's a reason why people are angry and aggressive right, and miserable. Right. So you really, if you can have a little empathy and, and you don't have to feel like you like or understand the road rager, but at least realize like that is a person on the edge. I better stay calm and in control of myself and I better move out of the way. That's really a big takeaway. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I just want to leave with a, you know, a parting you know, something that will make you smile to kind of. So this is your little friend that you wrote about, Mrs. Avagliano, right? She's 50 years old, and she she just likes to get into shouting matches, and so she did with another woman over a parking spot at Starbucks, and she doesn't remember who started it, but it ended with the other woman throwing coffee at um, this lady's uh, windshield. But the, but the next piece was the one I loved the most. Another time she yelled, I don't have all day, at the driver of a black SUV stopped in the middle of the street after being stuck behind it for several minutes. He turned out to be a police officer. She saw the gray lettering of the word police on the side of the <laughs> car as she passed it. And of course, she got a ticket. Another reason why you don't want to be losing it out there. You don't know who that person is. <laughs> He's armed, but he should be armed. <laughs> That's right. As, I, as we were saying, they're all armed. You just don't know who you're yelling at. And that one really did come back to bite her. I was looking for somebody who was would admit to being a road rager when I did this article. And it was hard to find somebody who would, you know, tell us the Wall Street Journal and want to be in an article saying they do this. Um, but that woman was pretty funny about it because she said, look, I, I you know, I, I asked her, did you learn your lesson? She said, well, I try, but I still yell at people. Um, so, I still uh, yell at people. <laughs> she's in a big <laughs> metropolitan area. She's like, I really do try, but I'm still out here yelling, you idiot, behind somebody um, <laughs> driving her teenagers I around. Love it. That's probably another issue if you've got teenagers in the car. <laughs> no wonder we're all losing it. So, um, but yeah, she was, she was charming about her road rage. Not everybody is, but she was. I know. I know. Um, and I, it made me also remember the other day when I, I got behind someone who was, you know, um, from, she's just extremely like super old. I mean, like 
you know, I could barely see her head above the steering wheel. I did see a massive gray, and she was going about 30 miles an hour, where we should have been like about 50. I was really worried about her. And uh, she was just staring ahead, and she was into it. And I'm like, okay, uh, <laughs> Jesus I I didn't say a word. I'm I'm like totally empathetic. I'm there. I'm just wondering whether she should still be driving. That's all. And, no, she, you know, there's many who shouldn't. But one way to think about it is, I try to remind myself. You know, that could be my mom or my grandmother or someone I love. So I try to be nice. You know, she's you know, probably shouldn't be on the road, that woman, but um, she is. And so give her a little grace. And, and Yeah, that's exactly what I do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. At some point, I took the, the, the keys away from both my mother and my father. I said, you want something? We'll get it. Oh, my gosh. Because um, there comes a time when you really do have to be realistic. All right, so we have been, oh my gosh, this has been such a great column. Elizabeth, your columns are absolutely insanely good. Everyone out there, you really, really need to be reading Elizabeth Bernstein in the Wall Street Journal. She writes the Bonds on Relationships column for the journal, and it really explores social psychology and the manifold aspects of human interactions, and in this case, <laughs> a more aggressive interaction, uh, to say the least. Elizabeth, thank you so much for being on the Herb Podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me and for all your kind words. I really appreciate it. All right. And of course, you know, we've already got you signed up for the next 35 episodes with your other columns because you're so good. <laughs> we you. got, we, we're just going <laughs> to squeeze you. you dry. Okay. Everyone out there, take a minute to hit iTunes, rate and review the show. Please, please, please. Why? Because I'm Dr. Pam Peek, host of the Her Podcast, and I do want to read these. Please follow me on Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peek MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes, Radio MD, and every major platform, including Spotify. Thanks for listening today, and please stay safe and stay well.